0: Welcome to the Clear Ads Podcast, Highway to Sell. You're listening to myself, Tom Wirecorn, and our returning guest, our head of marketing, Sarah Lamb. You'll probably remember her from a couple of months ago. She came on and we were talking about multi-channel and omni-channel marketing. So she's back today and we're going to be taking a deep dive into a different topic uh, from the usual. We're not talking necessarily specifically Amazon advertising today, but we're going to be talking about those high street big brands. Are they missing a trick by not advertising on Amazon? And those that are, are they doing that correctly? And have they optimized their listings as much as they should? So welcome, Sarah. Pleasure to have you back.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be back.
0: Brilliant. Let's dive into it. Take a deep dive into the world of Amazon. So, Amazon platform in general, Amazon advertising in general. Why do we think it is important for these brands, these big brands, these high street brands that we've come to, I guess, almost take for granted. Like we see them on the streets as we walk from shop to shop, they fill our cupboards, they fill our toiletry cabinets, they fill our medicine cabinets. They fill fill our food cupboards, they fill our storage cabinets, all these brands that have just become everyday parts of our lives. But why are they not on Amazon?
1: Well, that's a good question really, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, Amazon is one of the biggest marketplaces online. And e-commerce sales account for 14% of total retail sales, at least in 2022, that was the case. So on that basis, you would think that big brands should be on Amazon, right? Because it is one one of those big global e-commerce sites and what I see is a very small percentage of large high street brands on Amazon. And there may be many reasons why they're not there, but to me, it feels like they're missing a trick because for me as a marketer, Amazon is another, um, distribution channel, it's no different to adding, um, another distributor to a high, high street store listing, you know, um, where we used to have Debenhams and Next and places like that where they have multiple brands they sell on the high street, Amazon yeah. is equivalent to that, but online. I mean, there are other platforms online like Amazon. I mean, you've got the uh, Walmart Marketplace again, another Target similar one. as well. Yeah, Target, Target. yeah. eBay. The, yeah. And these are all big places with huge numbers of people looking to buy things. They are there waiting for you to give you their money. And yeah. it, to me, it feels foolish for big brands not to be there. I mean, we Absolutely. see a lot of brands that are there. I mean, you've got your Dysons, you've got your your Lenovo's, you've got your big name brands that are just everyday brands. Apple, you name it. Mostly, though, it's the tech brands you see there. It's not your MS's, It's not your shoe brands. The women's shoes, for example, they're they're generally not there at the moment. Yeah, those and- brands just don't list or they're badly listed at, at best.
0: I think that's being too polite there. Yeah, before we started recording this episode, we were looking through Amazon.com and Amazon.uk just for some of the big brands that would come to mind. And the first thing that came to my mind was, you've already touched on it, was fashion. So I was looking for Mark Spencers, Next, New Look, H&M, all of those big brands that are either UK or European-based that we've just come to expect from the high streets and the shopping centers and shopping malls but they're just not on Amazon.co.uk at all. And Amazon definitely used to be a place for small brands. That's what they thrived on. It was an easy place for the everyman Joe Bloggs to set up a store, whether that was running from a small warehouse he was renting or even out of his spare bedroom. It was very easy to set up a brand. Not necessarily easy to become successful, but easy to set it up and start selling. And even in the fashion uh, marketplaces and categories within Amazon, they've taken a lot of strides to update the platform in the last year. Right? You've got those interactive listings where you might see the model wearing full set of clothes from hats all the way down to their socks. And you've got those interactive black dots where that will take you directly to that item of clothing's individual product display page. Much like you would see a model dressed up in a shop, usually around a plinth covered in all the clothes that that model's wearing so there's no reason why these bigger brands can't be on amazon it's well equipped for fashion we're not just talking boring listings of just a pair of socks although you can do that but it's a lot more appealing to see the whole model dressed up with fashion so you can see what that hat goes well with what those jeans go well with what style of whether it's smart casual those new shoes can go with So I just don't think there's any reason why these big brands can't. And you mentioned things like Debenhams and Marks and Spencers that are big department stores here that primarily focus on clothes that just do also host other corners and rails and racks on those shops of other brands. So they're not scared of being amongst other brands because they're selling others amongst their own. So I don't know if there's a barrier that's blocking them. Could it be... The listing fees, like all of those cuts that Amazon take, because it is quite a lot, which they're still going to take from the the smaller sellers. I guess the benefit for the smaller sellers is that is their only barrier to entry that they're going to lose a cut, a large cut of that revenue to Amazon from yeah from storage all the way down to listing. Whereas the big brands, they've already cut their teeth in that commerce world before i guess even e-commerce came around with some of the brands we're going to be talking about that they don't want to have to give up a share of their revenue just to list on a site when they can get cheaper listing on their own website through google shopping through shopify and other other smaller markets like that there are so many shoppers on amazon um it's something i have probably mentioned before that amazon is now becoming a search engine in my opinion Uh, Most people years ago would have gone through Google to see where can I buy the best shoes but I think people are skipping that now and just going to Amazon if they know it's something that they can actually buy but in a tangible object even I find myself using Amazon as a search engine whether I'm going to buy it on Amazon or not it's just a good way that I can see all of the listings in one place and then if I want to be loyal to another website or buy it in the high street at least I've done my homework on amazon so i I don't think i'm alone there in that one
1: not at all i mean i've been known to go into shops and have a check on amazon to see what the prices are yeah we've all done it at some point or another right and if it's going to be cheaper online we'll buy it online and if there's a competitor who's selling something similar cheaper online we'll probably go with the competitor as well and to me that's where these are high street brands are missing out with amazon they they're not thinking about who are they missing? What are they missing? They're thinking about the there and then, who's physically in their stores, who's no. actually buying from their own website. And they're missing this massive trick of, well, if they have a presence there, what's the harm in it? If they don't make a sale, it's not costing them anything. Not yeah. really. Not in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yes, they've got to keep their inventory up to date, but they have to do that on their own website. If they can find the tool that works on both, great. It's not a big change. And I don't see the innovation there for them to be picking up on it and going, I want to be able to expand my marketplace. I want to be able to grow my my retail brand. And to me, it's the most obvious step to growing your retail brand. Yeah. And I, don't, and I, I don't
0: know. Amazon itself is a brand and an incredibly yeah. powerful brand, even without them selling their own products, which they, they, they've done in recent years yeah. or moving into Amazon Essentials and Basics but just that's what people think of when it comes to shopping. And we've got we've got a few stats here like 71% of internet users um shop online. Yeah. And Amazon itself, yeah, Amazon itself just in the US alone, 40% of all e-com sales are going through Amazon, which yeah. is ridiculously high. I believe there's obviously 60% somewhere else, but then yeah. in the US you've got walmart which is a big institution probably a bigger one before amazon came around that is now an online presence there is target which is creeping its way into that as well ebay is doing a strong job and that's before we get into all the smaller retail sites for things like etsy where we're looking at the more handmade custom personalized goods so that's a huge untapped
1: it's crazy and when you think about it in terms of repurchasing and people that are ties to Amazon because of their Prime membership, yep. we're looking at 50, 150 million Prime members worldwide who have said that that is going to be their primary way of purchasing.
0: Yep, that's it. If you're paying that monthly subscription fee, you're that's likely to shop somewhere else, even if it saves you a pound or so or a dollar or so because you've got that loyalty and you're likely to see that money recouped already by not having to pay any shipping because of your prime benefits
1: yeah and when yeah. they go to those third-party websites uh, they're having to pay for that shipping cost unless they spend over a certain amount on those sites usually yeah so it's, it, you usually, can see why they would choose not to do that and why they would yeah. go well actually there's a similar product here i'll go with a similar product instead i'm not going to pay the extra to get it shipped because actually it's there on amazon that'll do yeah. So, we'll see. But I'm hoping they come on board and they come and join us because actually, I think they can make a massive amount of extra money off it if they tried it. Yeah, and even if, we if definitely... they tried it with a small portion of their retail products, maybe their top five, top ten products, put them on Amazon, test it out, see what happens.
0: Yeah, definitely don't have to list the whole catalogue. Just yeah, no. See what it does. See if it impresses the shareholders. I'm sure it was. <laughs>
1: Well, this more is the revenue. thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's an innovation option for them. It's a, an R&D project. It doesn't have to be a be-all, on end-all. It doesn't have to be massive. It just needs to be enough to be able to say, well, actually, this is worth it's investing more money in and actually giving it a proper go. And you see other brands have tried it, like IKEA, for example. They've got a really good percentage of their products on, on Amazon, but it's not all their products. It's the ones that people regularly search for. It's the ones yeah. that they find useful quite often it's the smaller products where they can't buy it through the ikea website because it's not big enough for delivery so they put those on amazon which makes a huge amount of sense because it takes away the cost to ikea with their with their shipping and and their lorries and puts that onto amazon and says right you've got that platform you've got that approach to doing this we don't have that infrastructure we're going to use yours just for these bits
0: I've just run a search for IKEA and it's pretty much exactly what you've just said. But I think they've done something else that's very clever. So the first row of results I'm seeing the bed sheets. I'm seeing the cheese graters, the garlic graters, the nutmeg graters, the can openers, tin openers. But I think the other clever thing they've done is they're just they've got a huge ad for gift cards, and it's an IKEA gift card. So the chance of you being able to spend that on Amazon is probably quite slim because you're probably going to need an Amazon gift card. But this is just another advert for, hey, you can buy the person you love or the person who just moved home or your kids have just moved out. They probably need a bit of furniture or some essentials like we just listed. Give them this $50, 50 pound, $100, 100 pound gift card and they can go to their local IKEA and start buying a couple of those things or use it on the IKEA online store. So they are not just focused about selling on Amazon. They're not putting all their eggs in that one basket because they're selling the gift card for their own store and their own website and then Amazon, and in amongst all of the, the search results as well. So it's not like they're selling their huge, world famous flat packed furniture, because that's probably not the easiest thing to shit up through Amazon. Though I guess you can have that it's flat packed. But yeah, like you say, it's all of the smaller pieces. But I think the gift card thing is a great idea. And even if that was an entry point for bigger brands, just selling their gift cards for yes. retail stores or their own website, I did. At least then there's a presence, and yeah. I know that my search here is biased because I've searched on IKEA. But I've no doubt that if I was to search for, I don't know, flat pack furniture or furniture or or quality cheap furniture or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll probably see these IKEA gift cards floating around in those results as well. Maybe yeah. not top search, but somewhere in there is just another reminder of, oh yeah, they're a big brand. They do good stuff. He-
1: And also, if you go to their brand page on the top level, it's all beautifully laid out. It's branded properly. It's not as though it's been half done. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's actually really impressive how they've done what they've done because they've they've categorized things. They've they've done it right. They've spent the time and they've made the effort with it to do it right. And I see a few other brands that are doing it right. Nike, L'Oreal, Levi's, Oral-B, it's They're all quite good at laying these things out, really focusing on promoting their latest products, new customer based kind of stuff. And they, they're looking for specific customer segments. They're really relevant with their ad choices and they are on it. If you know what I mean, there are some brands that really aren't, but those brands in particular are doing really well. Now I did a bit of research. And on Amazon, Nike have done beautifully well. They've been able to increase their sales on Amazon by over twenty percent just using Amazon advertising.
0: That's really good, and and they're also famously one who allow their products to go for wholesale as well. So yeah, they haven't even had to do all the heavy lifting. No, <laughs> like no, they've taken the photos, they set up the listings, but if a JD Sports or a footnucker or even me. Wanted yep. to sell Nike shoes on Amazon, I could, which is just another revenue stream for Nike and obviously for Amazon and also for me as a small seller, because so I'm gonna have to buy at wholesale prices. But that's likely what they're selling it for the high street stores for anyway. So yeah, yes, they'll make more money going through their own channel. But if more and more people are selling it, it takes up more and more space, more real estate on Amazon, and then you just see Nike everywhere.
1: The other side of this is how many small sellers are suddenly going to become foot specialists, right? And they have their own new brand selling Nike products all the way across Amazon because it's an opportunity and no one else is doing it. You know? Yeah. It's it's those kinds of big brands. If they partner with somebody else or they open up their sales channels like this, they can grow their sales massively and they don't have to do the work. Yeah. And there's not many, many brands that are willing to let go like Nike. And they are unique in that at the moment. You don't see it with Reebok. You don't see it with any of the other big shoe brands yet, but they're the first, right? And normally where one follows and they've seen success, others will follow later. Yeah. So I'd say watch that state on that, particularly in the shoes and trainers business, because it has such a following. There are such enthusiasts, there are influences in that space and once an influencer gets on it, they will fly with it. You know what they're yep. like. It, it, and they have Amazon crazy. influencers. <laughs> so they, Amazon they do. will take on that. And they'll go, we, Right, um, we're going to promote these influencers. We
0: we saw a great example of that. And it wasn't in the shoe space, but it was in the health and beauty kind of makeup, moisturizer, skincare routine space. One of um one of my clients over the weekend just their sales blew up both organically and through PPC and they doubled just every day from over that weekend and it's still continuing now we're like what's going on we haven't got any deals on we're not necessarily done anything super special to inf- like uh, see that such a drastic change it's not a seasonal product we went onto tiktok typed in our brand name and there was an influencer who just been plugging our product and <laughs> our client didn't know They'd, all, they'd, they'd been reaching out to TikTok to try and get some presence, but it just blew up. And all it took was for that brand name to be mentioned. Didn't even have to talk about the product name. And all of those people were searching for our brand name. And when we looked at our keyword reports, the amount of people searching for the brand name had just blown up.
1: Yeah, exponentially. and that's, that's your indicator is when your brand is being yeah. searched
0: for. Yeah, and that was it. So they weren't just... But they were still buying the product that was in the video, but they weren't searching for the product. They were searching for the brand, which has had a, obviously a huge effect because that's going to be the thing they remember you now. Yeah. So yes, they've been influenced by TikTok, but hopefully that product is now good for them. They come back to buy it. They tell others, and that's it. Right, so, yep. like, if you if you've been influenced too, it's highly yep. likely that you're then going to go and do that with your friends. Whereas if I've just been doing my own casual research and bought something, I'm less likely to brag about it but if someone has been bragging to me through TikTok or whatever social media platform and other influence could be on like Instagram
1: Imagine it's what would be... happen Tom if an, a, a brand had had a really successful Christmas video right? It's gone viral on social media. People are now searching for that brand on Amazon and they're not there
0: Yeah yeah. What is
1: the loss that they have made by, do, by not having that present? How could you quantify that?
0: I think some people would give up. Yeah. Unless unless they were truly sold by the influencer that they needed that product and they might try and search somewhere else. Um
1: it's yeah. fun, it, to think about the potential lost revenue by not being there. I mean, That's you've it. seen what happens when it goes well. Imagine when it when they just don't have the presence. or well, the presence is so poor that when they put their search criteria in, they're not listening as the first one. Yeah. I mean Wait. I think about it in terms of well, I quite like a Dyson hair wrap. If that was an influencer that had been talking about Dyson Airwraps and how amazing they are, and it happens a lot. <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked. I have no idea how bad or good Dyson's search criteria are for air wraps, but I do know there's an awful lot of competitors on Amazon. So if we did that search right now, Tom, what I have would happen?
0: Just search for Dyson Airwrap. They have a presence. Which is good. They have, they do. They have a sponsor brand, but the headline is incredibly basic. It looks nice in terms of some of the imagery they've got. Like, you know that it's Dyson. I think their design is very obviously Dyson. Lots of circles and lots of bold colors. But the headline literally just says, discover Dyson haircare. It's got three three models using it. I don't know if they're using the Air app or if they're using Two of the other products that are in the advert, and then it also very clearly shows all the other categories they sell them, which is quite good. And I think we all know that they do vacuum cleaners and air purifiers. It wasn't until today I knew they even did Henneke. So thanks for bringing that to my attention. Uh. (laughs) But yeah, headphones as well and things like that. But when I scroll down to the organic and the sponsored results outside of the categories and the sponsored brand, I don't see any ads for any Dyson. They have come up. Yeah, GHD
1: massive. They've come up. They're in the very first ad space when I do that. Yeah, space. GHD.
0: There was Revlon. That was one that's come up. So that's obviously another popular brand. And Shark, Shark's
1: another good brand of the that's yeah. a competitor.
0: Yeah, and they're completely different in price. To oh yeah, Dyson because Dyson we're looking at like six hundred dollars. I mean Shark is still on the expensive end, but that's three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's like. Half the price, and then you go down to Revlon, and you're talking, I guess, anywhere between up 50 and 100, depending on what end of the range you want to go. But I think this is another issue with a lot of the high street brands. With the common misconception they have about Amazon and advertising, it's just that just having a presence is enough. Because the air app, the headline might as well just say Dyson Air app, it says multi style, a complete long. But To me, that looks like um, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. I don't know what it is. It clearly does my hair of some sort, but there's like six attachments. I don't know what the difference is. Whereas you look at all the other listings and they have keyword stuff. They've made it very clear that there's four pieces There's long barrels, short barrels, there's a storage case, what RPM it is, if it's portable, if it's a storage bag, whereas Dyson Airup is just Dyson Airup, multi-styler.
1: So are they being lazy? Or is it just that everyone knows what it is because they know the brand and therefore it doesn't need the effort putting in because they sell anyway?
0: I think there's an element of that and I think some brands can get away with it. I mention this brand a lot on the podcast because I always compare them as like the king of their market and if we're talking about like who's got the monopoly in an individual category, it's always Coca-Cola. I think something like Coca-Cola can get away with having no present i'm not no present having minimal effort everyone knows what you get inside of that red can you don't need to tell them what it is then you've got diet then you've got zero it's also a cheap product so if someone buys it and they don't like it there's not a huge amount but with dyson if you're expecting to someone to part with six hundred dollars and the title isn't clear enough and i'm just going to dive onto the listing there are no bullet points. I literally know nothing about this product, other than it's Dyson and the color of it is nickel and copper, and it's made about aluminium. I, they are not selling this product to me. I could have. You mean a you wouldn't bullet-
1: buy it for your girlfriend?
0: No, <laughs> no. I, I, it's not until I start going through their images where I get a bit more information. I know that there's no extreme heat damage. It's speedy. It's easy. It's versatile there's no bullet points. It, pe- yeah. People read the listings differently. I can see that there are multiple different attachments for this. I don't know what any of them do. Yeah. And I guess if I was if I had hair and I wanted an air an ad. If I knew what I was looking for, and this was yeah, then I'm likely to convert because I know that I've come here looking for a dice air ad. But if the I the other just, side of
1: that is there's so yeah. many competitors on here, right? Lots of cheap exactly. alternatives.
0: Yeah, and they don't have to be cheap, cheap alternatives. They don't mm-hmm. have to be the twenty fifty dollars. We've already talked about Shark, who've come in at three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, and I can load up their listing, and they have bullet points, and they're not sure. They're very concise. They're talking about each and every individual attachment, the size of the curlers, what sort of hair it works with the different brushes how fast it dries the heat damage curling volumizing smoothing and drying literally everything whereas with dyson i know what color it is and i know what it's made of
1: and that's about it isn't it yeah and then you look at customer ratings of the two side by side and obviously you can see where the where the effort is as well
0: yeah like shark have 10x just from this one product alone the dyson era yeah, And this isn't a knock on Dyson because I know that the Dyson product is probably like be incredible because I have a lot of Dyson products at home. All of my hoovers and my vacuuming is Dyson. My fans and my air filters are all Dyson. But I bought all of those direct either from their website or from another high street chain. We've got John Lewis over here, which is a big department store. I guess like a Macy's in the U.S., I bought that in store or off the website where the listings were a lot more fleshed out I mean, than this and yeah. yeah, it's when you've got cheaper alternatives, when you've got sellers who are smaller, who have been on Amazon for years and put a lot of effort into their listings, it's very easy to see why someone will go for something that's got a lot more information, is half the price, has more ratings. If they're not so brand loyal, there is a strong yeah. chance that they could jump and pay half the price for a listing that has been way more flashed out.
1: And to me, that's where the risks are of being listed on such a site as Amazon. If you're not going to do it properly, you're almost better not doing it at all. Yeah, yeah. Because actually it's doing your brand more harm than good at that point. Because if you're not going to represent your brand properly, why bother? Why do that? Like you say about Coca-Cola, if it's a cheaper brand, it doesn't cost much to do this, but with an expensive brand, you're damaging brand reputation potentially by not listing yeah. it properly. And yes, you've got to put yourself there against your competitors, but you're making your competitors look better. You know? Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. yeah. I
1: and mean, it's not about making yourself have a presence. You're actually doing yourself more damage because actually you're selling the competitor's product far easier than you're selling your own. So. You either sell properly or you don't. You know? <laughs>
0: exactly that. And um, going back to that IKEA example, I think they did it perfectly. They're not yeah. selling everything. They're selling the cheaper products so that people can buy those cheaper products that, and they don't have to worry about filling up their basket on IKEA.com just to no. buy a garlic press. Like They can come to Amazon and buy the garlic press for $5 and they're happy. They got the one they wanted. They got it from a, a retailer that could ship it cheaply without having to fill up the basket yeah. to like $40 plus to Get the free delivery. But they're also clever and smart by having that brand presence by selling the gift cards. And Dyson could have done that for their own website or for other retail chains, like selling a Dyson gift card. So there is an element of getting on Amazon just to retain your market share, to have a presence. But I think that also needs to come with respect for your own brand and fleshing out those listings, having some respect for your own brand. and actually. With guess respect for the customers as well, they're not going to know yeah. everything. And I know we <laughs> talked about cola. Like their list, there's not much on those listings. They, they nope. probably they probably could get away with doing a bit more, but their listing for eighteen pack of cola literally is a picture of eighteen cans of Coke with, with <laughs> and the bullet points just say in refresh and buy more for great savings." Like that's maybe they could put some of the nutritional things in there and compare it to no, diet- that zero. People- you can't do. I guess so. I guess so.
1: I've not someone who's bought Coca-Cola directly off Amazon. I have to say, Me but neither, I have no. to, when I, I have bought various soft drinks when I've done the the Morrison's purchases on Amazon, for example, because yes. that's like a weekly shop option. Yep. And that partnership with Amazon has worked beautifully for a lot of people because they can get stuff within an hour at times delivered we to their door. Yeah. So when you can't get out and you need to just. Wraps the bits it's very very convenient and that is one of the benefits of amazon it's incredibly convenient and it was it's, a great way a yeah.
0: great example of amazon and those food supermarket retail chains adapting to the times the first time i used morrison's and the food delivery on amazon in the uk was with the pandemic i, I couldn't order from my local supermarket because they were prioritizing the delivery times for those who were vulnerable or elderly which completely made sense because I still could leave the house to go to the shops and buy my food. But anxiety aside, I had to do that online. This is probably not news for the US because you've had the Amazon pantry for the longest time where you've been able to get your groceries delivered from Amazon for the longest time, but actually relatively new in the UK, believe it or not. But those big high street supermarkets, Morrisons, etc., were jumping onto this platform to do it. And they were the first, so it was almost... Yeah, a great opportunity. And they weren't just like, well, people use our own website. People will order off morrisons.com. People are on Amazon. That's where they are.
1: But they're the only one of our UK supermarkets on Amazon. You haven't got M&S. You haven't got Sainsbury's, Tesco, Waitrose. None of them are there.
0: I wonder if that's because they cut a deal, an exclusive deal. It might be an
1: exclusive period. It may well be an exclusive period. I
0: think Marks and Spencers were on there temporarily one point yeah but yeah no saying there is no textures, shows nothing like that so no yeah no cardo
1: with... would have been an obvious one to me
0: that yeah. would have been yeah because they're strictly they... online aren't they
1: exactly they're strictly yeah. online so to me that would have been another obvious partnership but it's funny when you see what does and doesn't work with amazon online and who does kind of grab it by the horns and go right i'm going for it and who just goes I'm not sure I'll just put a foot in it and try a little bit and, and then step away, but leave all that old brand presence there and not clean it up afterwards. And I think they do need to clean up the brand presence afterwards if they try it and test it and it doesn't work for them because by not cleaning up, they're leaving it open to other people to really exploit that as a brand, particularly their competitors. And I think as a competitor, you should just completely take advantage of that. Obviously, Yeah. Because
0: why not? Yeah. I think going back to the example that we used of Dyson, like we said, great products, just not the best presence on Amazon. There are other electric goods that have um, taken great advantage of Amazon. Like if we're just talking electric toothbrushes, Oral-B, Philips, they have done an incredible job. And if you search for electric toothbrush, electronic toothbrush, solid toothbrush, hydro toothbrush on Amazon, those Two brands are going to be everywhere. And their titles are fleshed out. Their bullet points are fleshed out. I know exactly what I'm getting when I buy this toothbrush. A lot of them come with carry cases, charging stations, multiple modes, different voltages, spare heads, and the bullet points go through everything. I should see the bullet points and almost be prepared to, like I'm reading the blurb on the back of a book. I need to know enough. That it's going to sell me to buy this book, and that's the same for these products. So when I'm seeing like Dyson with minimal effort on the on the bullet points, or even in the in the case of their handheld, Hoover, the V7, no bullet points. They're just purely relying on people who know what they're looking for at that point. So there might be a big difference in the marketing teams there. Maybe whoever's doing the marketing for Dyson had been so used to doing it on other channels where they haven't needed to put as much information on.
1: Or they're Uh, using an automated tool to just put the products up there and just put something there.
0: That's also possible because I know that you can import information to and fro from different retailers. But even then, if I was to import my information from Amazon onto Walmart, it does a copy and paste job. It might not be optimized for the Walmart style, but at least I've still got a headline and all the bullet points that make sense to a reader. It might not be SEO and advertising Mm -hmm. optimized, but it's, Rather than having nothing, to pay. so yeah, I would encourage people to compare like Dyson's branding to Oral B, Philips,
1: even Knight, L'Oreal, Levi's, any of those big ones, IKEA. Yeah, like, there's Ol- so Olay many good well. ones. Yeah, and there's some really the good presence. ones out there, and if you are going to do it, look at who the good brands are, and get your presence up there with them because it really does make such a difference to the buyers. And for those purchasing decision making and and getting them getting everything set up right. And then you can really promote it for your adverts and really position yeah. yourselves properly. And I think no, that's I... important. Getting the positioning right first before advertising really does pay dividends with it.
0: Yeah. And 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 that's where you can make those changes. Cause from Dyson's advertising it looks very much like they're just advertising the brand. I didn't see any individual adverts for the individual products, but some very clear branding with the sponsor brand in the headline and for their brand as a whole and the different categories they sell in. And it was very clear the different categories they sold in. Um, but I, don't, I don't know if that's an excuse for not setting up the listings correctly. But one thing I do notice about some of those big high street brands, especially with one of my clients where we sell in, health and beauty with like premium skincare is brands like Olay, L'Oreal, some of those bigger brands. They definitely have an advertising budget. And we've seen this with brands before where they're just told you have this much to spend this month or this to Spend it. If you don't, it doesn't carry over, which yeah. is where you can just pump that budget into awareness because quite often you're just told to spend it and there's not necessarily any thought into How profitable is that? It's definitely about getting your brand out there, getting your name out there, and pushing the other sellers further down the page, which a lot of the smaller brands can't afford to do because they do have tighter margins. They do need to, yeah, probably lower cash flow, and they do need to look after those pennies and every single cent that they've got a little bit more carefully, which is where the experts like us us come into play about actually Advertising for efficiency rather than just pumping a budget for exposure. Um,
1: Imagine what would happen if a big brand started pumping for efficiency, not exposure then.
0: Or doing both, like having a chip. Yeah. Because there's a lot to be said for exposure. Like you can't track how a billboard performs or the advert on the side of a bus performs or the adverts you see at the beginning of a movie at the cinema perform, other than you know that the X amount of tickets were sold or how much traffic went past that, that day you actually saw it but you're not going to see how many of those converted unless you can tally that up with you saw an increase in sales over the weekend for your coca-cola a day after you put that new billboard up next to the shop maybe you can tally it up there but yeah definitely need a bit more of a synergistic strategy advertising proficiency rather than just exposure i think that's where some of these big brands are missing the trick there's a lot of brand awareness and The sponsor brands, the headline ads, getting things top of search, but less so on the the keyword side. Of if someone is searching for your keywords, they're not appearing in those results, and you have to keep scrolling until you find the organic results. Before I found things like Dyson, etc.
1: Or you have to search for the brand, and that's what they're relying on again.
0: Yeah, but if no one knows the brand, and there's always going to be people that don't know brands, maybe forgotten the brand. You know, forgotten the brand. That's it. Yeah.
1: You, you go and look for Apple, then you go. Oh, there's another brand. I can't remember what it is. It's a bit like Apple, but oh, what is yeah, it? Oh, they, exactly. they sell laptops. They're similar <laughs> to Apple. So you write like Apple laptop. Uh, oh, what else did I put? Professional, you know. And it doesn't still doesn't come up because they haven't done it. And you're actually thinking Samsung, you know. Yes. It's that kind of mentality, right? <laughs> yeah. Like oh, can't remember what that brand is. Can't oh dear, my brain's yeah. just died, you know. Everyone has those moments. And if your brand isn't front and central at that point in time, at least have the keywords there. It's so important to be able to still be found at that point. And I think, yeah, you miss out on potential sales at that point. Best will put them in. And that's the thing. They will do it.
0: They will. And it's a great privilege and it's a great position to be in to have brand recognition like Mm Coca-Cola and Dyson and L'Oreal and Levi's. But don't take that for granted. Like yeah. people aren't always going to know about your brand, and they are going to be people that have grown up in a household having Dyson and things like that. But when they go to buy their own place,
1: they, they might not remember it. They
0: might not be able to afford it necessarily, but they might not even remember that brand. It might just be stuck in their subconscious because mum made them do the the vacuuming every weekend. But then they've left home, they're like Yeah, what was <laughs> they yeah. didn't pay for it in the first place, so. They might. Yeah, be I mean, we call it hoovering.
1: Tool. They call it vacuuming. In America yeah. Hoover was a brand, you know. Yeah, Hoover is so a brand. Yeah, it, Which it, is why it, it became a, <laughs> a search <laughs> yeah. criteria after that. Yeah, so I, and and we don't really see the product brand anymore. So yes, I grew up with Hoover, but Dyson mm-hmm. and Bax and says who else are and Shark are all the leading brands now. And you exactly. don't you don't go searching for. Dice and for those brand names, when you go searching for something to vacuum up, you're, you're mesh in the house, do you? No. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting how it all moves on. Well, it doesn't matter what you grow up with, things change, and other brands step into those gaps if you leave them there. I mean, Hoover could have been the front and central even now, but they not.
0: still exist. I've just. They still yeah, exist. I, yeah, yeah, they still I've exist. I just, just ran a search on the UK and the first. Sponsor brand video about his Vax, like you said, and then there's Amazon Basics, and then there's Shark. And yep. then there's lots of these smaller brands I've never heard of that probably smaller sellers trying to make their way into the category. I'm seeing one here called Akitas with 7,000 reviews. and I haven't, wow. even got to, I haven't even got to Hoover yet. And there's another one, Green Note, 9,000 reviews, four and a half stars. So there's all these great brands. It's not until I actually get about a third of the way down the page, I see Hoover as a brand. Though it was very different, dip, very different in the US. So I don't know if there's a bigger presence. If I search for Hoover, that is the first thing I see, and it's almost the only thing I see as I scroll down until I find Dysons. But in the US, I think most people know Hoover is a brand name. Yeah, and they would call it a vacuum cleaner, whereas over here. I know I'm going to be doing the vacuuming, but I'm also buying a Hoover to go and Hoover the living room, but I'm not buying from Hoover. What's it? <laughs> I'm yeah. buying a Dyson to Hoover. <laughs>
1: it's crazy, so, isn't it? Our yeah. English is terrible. Semantics isn't and it? linguistics yeah. are very
0: different here. But
1: It's funny how some things translate, some things don't. And you have to think about that when you listen as well. That it people, need, if you're an American brand, you need to think about Hoovering rather than vacuuming, you know? Yeah.
0: But I'm wondering, is that a mis-trick to because they definitely have a presence on Amazon.co.uk yeah. but everyone else has taken their brand name because it's just become part of the language that vacuuming is hoovering.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've got a featured store that comes up but they it do, comes yeah. up halfway down the page. Melee's in the first position. They, they've yeah. advertised their brand directly against Hoover. And it's like, why didn't Hoover take that brand positioning and say, right, we're going to defensively advertise against our branding
0: yeah so we're coming to the end of this episode and i just want to leave our listeners with i guess one final piece of advice feel free to jump in with your own if you want to sarah but i think my piece of advice for these high street brands these big brands who are looking to take a leap into amazon advertising is to find a consultant find an agency that can at least give you advice even if you want to set it up yourself and don't just take your brand name for granted you will need to come to this platform knowing that you've got a strong brand presence But you're going to have to build up in the rankings from scratch so do your keyword research make sure you're targeting all of the individual keyword strategies and advertising strategies and don't just rely on people searching for your brand name because amazon for the longest time was with small brands people aren't necessarily coming to amazon and searching for brands A lot of people are searching for the individual keywords. So if you are a Dyson and you're selling a vacuum cleaner, make sure you're advertising on the words vacuum cleaner. Don't just let your advertising be brand awareness. Try and put some of that budget into running efficiently and targeting individual keywords with the aim of trying to convert those people who are looking for your product and you have solved that issue that they need solving but might not be searching for your brand name, remember your brand or even know about your brand. So don't make a big assumption and don't take that for granted.
1: And I think my my top tip for brands is, is very simple. If you haven't got a presence on Amazon already, choose your top products and give it a test. Don't feel like you have to go in on everything. Work with someone that is an expert on Amazon to make sure that you've got the right baseline set up. and give it a try. Really give it a go and use part of your R&D budget to do it because every department has an R&D budget. And I think for marketing, this is a really, really sensible place to use that budget.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us again. Always a pleasure having you on. And for our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, please do share the link to our podcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues, your peers. And if someone you know, or even yourself is interested in having us work on your advertising account, please reach out and book a call with us through our website, clearadsagency.com. And we will be more than happy to hear from you and open up that conversation about advertising. So until next time, thank you from myself and thank you for listening.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.